Picasso's freestyle. Let's do it. Hey, eating a couple wings with a couple kings. They're my favorite things. Hey, hey. That's all I got. I'm not a good freestyle rapper. Wait, hold on. Let me think for a second. Folks, welcome back. And as you get ready for the weekend, we have our crew here at What's Trainwreck Watching, sponsored by Picasso's Pizza. Go to picassospizza.net for the best pizza in Western New York. Our crew getting ready, you ready for the weekend. And we are talking no time to die. So let's get him in here. Of course, the Micah man, Jake Micah, and Casali Files. Welcome, gentlemen. The movie has been out for a week now. I was I was dragging my feet. I was not being a double O agent when it came to seeing this movie. But now we all have. Let's kick it off. And obviously, I, I got to go to Casali first because I know he's been chomping at the bit. I think he saw it. He has been, bro. Casale. I saw it last Wednesday. <laughs> yes. He's in waiting Nine on days this. ago, reaction, thoughts. What, what, what were you thinking when, you, when that movie started? And what were you thinking walking out of the theater? Uh, you know... Again, there was a lot going into uh, just getting ready for the theater. I was actually lucky to see a early screening. Well, it wasn't really that early. It was only a day, Wednesday night, uh, IMAX screening of No Time to Die. I mean, this was, you know, one of the first movies that got delayed because of coronavirus. So I was amped and ready to go. I've been I've been loving uh, Daniel Craig's portrayal. First and foremost, I'm a huge Bond fan. You know, love all the movies, have them all on Blu-ray. Uh, you know, Pierce is my favorite, but I just, I, I just been so excited. So just to get ready to to see this film, and knowing that this was Daniel Craig's uh, uh, final final go at the character that, that was said before the film came out, it was just so exciting. And ah, come on, I just loved every second of this. This is the reason why. The movie theaters are built for these kind of movies. You know, you need to see this on the biggest screen possible. I had so much fun with it. There was some there was some things that, you know, I want to get to into later that I thought was gonna, you know, make it a little too, you know, PC uh, in today's world, but it literally it this was a Bond movie through and through and a perfect perfect role uh that daniel craig it just celebrated what he did the past five movies i loved every second of it yeah Caselli, how was the imax experience oh i feel like that God. movie is an incredible imax that it, movie would have been an incredible imax movie. it was it just you know it, it just because some movies you know they blow up on the imax screen yeah. and you know and it works or it doesn't but it just it worked for this it was shot beautifully by uh carrie Giorgio fukunawa who uh you know he he's I, a, yeah He's in. He's a new. Uh, he's a new time director. He was actually before this. He was actually supposed to shoot uh, the first It movie, but uh, he actually wow. got uh, he got let go of that project because um, of creative differences. So to have him go around with no time to die, I think just it, again, it just it looked beautiful. And I mean, the action scenes and everything alone, it just it was a great looking movie. So it was cool. Yeah, I. I uh, I really like the way not to like that. That's my one of my biggest takeaways from this movie is it was shot so well. I think I, we talked about that with Black Widow. Like one of the reasons that that movie kind of popped off the screen was the way it was shot. It kind of felt it, it, you can tell where it was taking inspiration of when you saw No Time to Die because it was it was like kind of just. I don't know. It just reminded me of that. And that when we were talking about that movie, it was reminding us of a Bond movie and it just shows you how much it works. And I think on the I think we were talking about it earlier about how we got spoiled by it not streaming and that's like and all these movies usually stream but they knew yeah. this movie had it, i i agree 100 it had it's like a different experience when if you're in the theater seeing that and it gives a lot to it because there's a lot of big action in this movie obviously but i think this is one of of craig's movies like the straight action and everything was one of the ones i enjoyed the most too and i think that that was part of that experience too it was just it was fun like there wasn't a spot that you really could like i don't think that you could take out it was a long movie but it kept moving and everything felt very important to the next scene like there wasn't a lot of filler i feel like that is something that tends to happen with these two hour 45 minute movies but overall i just it was a blast the whole way through yeah, a lot of the times when you get a movie that's two and a half hours plus, like you said, you get like a 15 to 20 minute sequence where you're like, you could have just completely taken that out. 
wouldn't have really been missing. But there are a lot of pieces to this Bond film. And like you said, Casalia, everyone who's ever picked up, you know, Us Weekly or, or watched an episode of Entertainment Tonight knew that, you know, for the last two or three movies, Daniel Craig has been kind of trying to make his way out of the Bond character. So mm-hmm. everyone knew this was kind of a swan song, a lot to look forward to in No Time to Die. So let's get into the first uh, little part here while we uh, talk about our reaction, gentlemen. So I was amazed by kind of how the first act, and again, uh, just so you know, because we'll give you a little preview here for uh, what's train wreck watching. We are going to be changing our uh, format a little bit for movies. We'll give you basically our reactions and recap thoughts of the first half, then some spoilers where we talk about the actual end of the movie and a full reaction, and of course, our new What's Trainwreck watching five-star ratings? Stay tuned wow. for the episode, end of the episode. But I get back to it. I felt like the first act, or the first hour, maybe 20 minutes of this, a little bit more than the first act, was kind of like a couple of mini Bond movies tying together some of the loose ends that have gone on throughout the Craig, uh, mm-hmm. you know, legacy, whether it was with, you know, the CIA. I mean, again, this isn't really a spoiler because it happens in the first third of the movie, but Bond works a mission with the CIA. Like, that's unbelievable. Like, talk mm-hmm. about a freelance <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, well, first, even from the beginning, I mean, it, 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 I don't think this is really spoiled too, but I mean, he pretty much, even at the, at the end of all these movies, even the Craig movies, you know, he always kind of ended, you know, in a state where he didn't want to do it anymore. He retired, whatnot, <laughs> yeah. which pretty much happens at the end of every one of Craig's movies, um, which, you know, so obviously that started out with the, with the CIA meeting up with, uh, the watcher himself, Jeffrey Wright, coming back in the movie, you know, so that was kind of cool. I mean, I think uh, the thing, I, again, I didn't really, you know, I love this movie to pieces, so I, I wasn't bothered by it, but it did seem that, you know, because obviously them dwelling on, you know, the final run and stuff like that, and this is the final thing of this continuity, uh, you know, as it could be. So it seemed like that they were trying to wrap up everything quickly to like really push, you know, this movie on its own. So like everything built up with Spectre and Bowfield and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it did kind of seem a little a little too quick, but yeah. you know, I guess for this runtime, you know, it, it worked and it kind of bled through. You know, I, it, this movie definitely didn't feel its length to me. I, I was just happy from uh, from ear to ear. So, but you know, it was cool. It was cool seeing him, you know, go a different route because obviously. He's still trying to figure out what's going on with Spectre. He knows that that's a big deal, you know, and, uh, you know, he doesn't want help from MI6 because I guess he doesn't trust them or or whatnot. You know, usually how it goes because Bond is always, (laughs) you know, the daredevil here. So it was cool that he, you know, tried different routes, especially meeting back up with Jeffrey Wright. I think that was a great, you know, addition to bring him back because his character was always great, you know, paying ode to even the old film. So... You know, it was cool. I mean, it was, again, it was fun right back into it. And, you know, it's Bond. It's still, you know, him, you know, being the thing. I love the addition of, uh, they brought in uh, Anadi Armas, who she's been a, a up-and-coming actress in a lot of great stuff. She was in yeah. Knives Out a couple of years ago. So seeing her, and especially seeing her kick ass, you know, as the Bond girls that, that you know, has always been portrayed oh throughout gosh. these movies. She was the you know, she was in, in she Knives was, Out? Yeah, she was yeah. a housekeeper. Oh, gosh, out, I didn't even recognize out, yeah. her in the, from that role. I saw that movie like seven months ago. That's crazy. Her yeah. and Craig teaming up again. Oh, and uh, yeah, absolutely. And it just, again, and, and she kicked ass. I want more of her, you know? Like, I wish oh, yeah. we got more of her. But, uh, you know, it was just, again, it was just, it was well needed. You know, it was a nice, perfect, like, rendition just to get the story going and bringing, you know, uh, you know, what, what goes on later into the centerfold for sure. Yeah. And the one thing that, like you said, it's a, it's not a nitpick as much as anything else, but that's what I kind of meant when like saying how fast it had to move is they had to, they just had to get to so much shit. And it was like, yeah. all right, like that's kind of what I was coming into the they movie. Had to clear, like, they had to clear the deck, clear the yeah. slate. Yeah. I, and absolutely. <laughs> And so it's like, okay, like it's two hours, 45 minutes. And then you get that through that first hour and you're like, oh, like now we're pretty much starting. Like now you like the table is set. Now you can see how there's two more hours. Like it just, it took a lot, but they didn't do it. And it was definitely a lot thrown at you, especially I haven't really, I, my 
I watched like parts of uh Spectre, I think. I hadn't didn't do a full rewatch recently. It was probably within the last year or so. So I'm coming in, I'm like my brain is like catching up to like what's mm. going on and it's just moving so quick. And I'm just like, oh man, like this is all over. But it was it was it was worth it and it was worth um exploring everything that they did because I don't think the movie goes on as well if they don't try to tie up everything that they did tie up. No, I agree 100 percent with what you guys said. And you look at storytelling, right? The bond is obviously an epic, you know fantasy world i guess you know that you enter when you enter the world of james on just like star wars it's the, it's the like, mcu yeah. before the mcu it's a exactly movie exactly that, so you, just movie, like yeah. mcu just like star wars just like game of thrones and you look at you know comparatively like look at star wars storytelling they decide they want to bring back palpatine for episode nine they don't even bother with it in the beginning they just throw it in the opening crawl and it's back you look at Game of Thrones, they're running out of episodes. They just decide, ah, let's just body a couple storylines, condense, put this character into this, have Jamie forget that he's a loyal guy and just go on like that. I appreciate what they tried to do with Bond. Yeah, they saw exactly. that it was a little bit yeah. messy. Let's put it together in a way that makes sense. It was a little quirky. No doubt about it. It was a little quirky. But again, I loved that it felt like there were like three 20-minute short stories of Bond. It felt like there was a love story in the beginning where you got to be kind of developing into old age yeah. bond uh you had the scene with obviously the cia on the boat and then uh yeah we have the action sequence uh going from there but and i wonder how much of that is what craig wanted out of it too like in a in a way because he wasn't coming back for this movie right so like i feel like he had a hand in wanting to properly you know do do right by his rendition of this iconic character and that felt like it was what it was doing was giving that that depth that Craig has worked so hard to do. Like they were like, this first hour is for you, Dan, like we'll help you out there. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, well, Dan. I think even too, I mean, <laughs> even, you know, these five films that, you know, starting from Casino Royale, Quantum, Skyfall, Spectre, and now with this one, it, it also did kind of do something, you know, that, that the past ones didn't really even do. I mean, obviously there is some little, you know, hints in there and Quantum, and continuity and whatnot but these really do feel like you know a, a huge connection all the way through and and i think what was you know unique also about these is um you know he built a romance within these films i yeah. mean with casino royale you know had um had that that romance going and this and, bond was a lover this yes bond absolutely was not a woman and you know having said, you look at connery you look at you know brosnan these dudes were just Banging and playing, right. yeah. <laughs> and just like in Austin Powers, just like in those James Bond films, they would get to the end, and it would just be a complete reset on the romantic situation. Whereas yeah. that never happened with any of the Craig yeah. movies. And, and I think that's also what worked within you know this this rendition. You know, it was something different and new that you know we're not the the average audience. I mean, I wouldn't even say the average audience, but like even the diehards like us are, are not used to because. You know, uh, even the old ones, you know, like the collection that I just held up, you know, you can you can hop into a Bond movie and have fun with it. And I think that's what worked within this franchise. That's why there's, this is the 25th movie in this franchise, you know. Like that, so yeah. I think that definitely worked for, you know, what it did, obviously, because they're classics. But it was cool that they tried something different within you know, this, you know, these five, the five film mark that happened and having uh, Madeline come back too was, it was just so great to see her. She was a great, you know, I loved her inspector and, and her relationship with Bond, you actually really felt it, you know, like he felt like a person. He didn't, uh, you know, kind of like what you were saying, Maniac, like he didn't feel like, you know, he was just going through like chicken, chicken, that was it. You know, it was like, he just, you felt like connected, like it was real, you yeah. know, like, gritty and 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 diehard and all that stuff so which is cool so that's what you know that's what i've been really loving not just with this movie but the the past five uh for sure so i think this is going to be a spoiler discussion didn't mean to cut you out micah but i just want to note this on the first uh act these are my notes i had written down i love that bond didn't answer the phone that was ringing in his hotel room when it was going Smart on it's kind of like an anti-bond trope. Mm -hmm. you know you always pick it up and it's the bill he just goes ah just let it ring um, I loved sketchy dad hat bond. I wrote that down. Oh, yeah. uh, um, and then the other thing was, I just loved how basically anytime bond or basically any other character M included 
got near alcohol. They were just drinking as much as possible. That one fight <laughs> scene where they just literally crash. I think he crashes into the bar <laughs> with uh with with Ana de Armas, right? And they're just literally yeah. drinking in the bar. Like it yeah. was it. This movie did everything that Bond movies do. It had a- great action sequences. It had a great, you know, poised deal, Craig. And it just didn't take itself too seriously. And you saw cool new gadgets and tech that you never see. So I just want to kick this off before we get too much further in things. I know a lot of people are watching this. Is it worth seeing? I give it my stamp approval. You should absolutely see No Time to Die, even if you're just a casual Bond persona. What do you boys think? Yeah, no, absolutely. I what 110%. This movie, you know, is definitely uh something to to look out for to watch. Not I mean, definitely if you love Bond. I mean, I think what worked so much about this movie is, you know, cuz look, Bond is campy. Bond doesn't take itself seriously. You know, it, you have the gadgets. You have obviously you have the story and all that stuff. But like, and that's what they definitely tried to do. I mean, you know, movies nowadays when they reboot franchises like Batman and all that stuff, you know, they they've been going the gritty route. So that's what it kind of started out with with Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, and, and and into this one, and you know, which is also fun, and and you know, it works. Some franchises it definitely worked, like Batman, and and some didn't. You know, so. So it was cool that, you know, that this definitely worked and was a big moneymaker for them. Um, but again, it was also campy. It was also so much fun because that's what Bond is. You know, it's mm-hmm. escapism. It's the gadgets. It's all that. That's what I loved watching as a kid. I mean, I grew up watching all the Pierce Brosnan movies. GoldenEye is my favorite Bond. So it, it was just, you know, I love the gadgets and Q and M and all that stuff. So, you know, it was just, again, it's it, just so much fun. It's it's. You know, it's definitely a movie that you could watch, you know, especially with with what's going on now in the world that you could just, you know, go into a theater and forget everything and just have fun, you know, and that's what it was to me for sure. I loved it so much. Yeah, I think you made a good point a couple minutes ago about how this is like the through the first like through line bond, like kind of tied it all together within a five movie set and everything. I think that's what. Craig, when they when they first made Casino Royale, they figured out it's what Hollywood's figured out is that the franchises are were gonna be what was next and what was gonna hit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever expected it to hit like it has been for all these franchises. Oh yeah. But it was but it was, I mean, at you think I gotta think about all those same times. Batman Begins comes out 04, Bond 06, right? Is Casino Royale. Yeah, 06 then, is Casino Royale. And then two and years then later is is Iron Man. Yeah. And those are the three pro like I was thinking like old Bond movies remind me of like as you were going on to that like old Batman like TV episodes, but it was just an, a movie long where it was kind of just it existed there. You were gonna get it, you were gonna get the villain pretty much done at the end, and you knew it was gonna be tied up. And both those franchises kind of looked when they were all three of those big franchises, with MCU kind of took it to the next level, obviously decided that we they knew that they could take it to another level with the storytelling that they could do and the types of movies that they could do as technology improved and everything else and i think it gave us the best bond we had we've ever had i mean it's the bond that i will i will always remember um and my favorite bond i think and it's it's a credit to to everybody that's been involved with bond throughout his you know his whole career and just the all the everybody involved in that process to kind of take that extra step and realize that they needed to evolve with him and now it, it worked out and it, i think it played out really well for them absolutely you put integrity into the franchise where everything matters and again you i guess you'll make money regardless with this example but i think we've talked about it before i was here watching but like the transformers films where the first three exactly. all felt like the ending was exactly the same there was never <laughs> any growth there was never any like progression it was so frustrating. But, yeah, you see clear progression. You see clear growth from this Bond franchise. So, yeah, no doubt it's a movie you have to see. I mean, my last note on the first act was that I loved when 007 visited M and he kind of kobe the uh, guest pass into the uh, trash can, <laughs> if you remember that. But yeah, moving on. So, we, so we're in this first act. And, of course, you know it's not going to be all smooth sailing for Bond, of course. So we get introduced to our villain, Rami Malik as Lucifer Seven. Were you two questions for you both? Were how, what did you think of his performance, and how did you like his introduction being the first scene of the movie? Oh yeah, I I thought that was just a cool thing because I mean even from the trailers we didn't know 
what was really going on with him? Was he a part of Spectre? You know, like, was it going to completely tie within the last film? Because obviously we had the last movie, we had Christoph Waltz as Bofeld, but he got captured at the end of that movie. So, you know, it was it was definitely interesting to see what uh, this time around was going to go, you know, because obviously within the, obviously there was a five film arc. It, we, we find out in Spectre that, they were, you know, every villain, you know, in the previous ones was tied into Spectre. And that was the, you know, the main threat. So, but I think what also worked about this film is that they, honestly, they kind of shied away from that idea and and brought something more personal. And that's what was Sven, Rami Malek's character in the very beginning, which we kind of had no idea what was going on at first. It was a really cool, like gritty introduction. You know, I mean, it reminded me of, you know, the beginning of the dark night, you know, mm -hmm. when the Joker, and I feel like that's what everybody goes back to now because that was such an iconic well, performance, yeah. not only by Heath Ledger, but a great, you know, way to introduce a character like the Joker and the villain for that story. So, you know, but it was, it was just cool and gritty and, and, you know, you didn't know what was going on at first and, what was up with his face and all that stuff, but it was great. I thought Rami Malek was perfect. I really liked his portrayal. I, I mean, you know, he's been in a, a bunch of stuff. Obviously, he was Freddie Mercury and Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, he's been on TV for a while, too. But yeah, show and, some respect to Elliot Alderson. Listen, I, I mean, absolutely. You know, I, I it's so I thought he was great. I loved his portrayal. I thought it was definitely. You know, it, there was something wicked about him that you really didn't know. And I think what this movie did well is, you know, it really kind of brought it, you know, it, it brought it all together, like, throughout the film. It wasn't just, blam, here I am, this is what it is. It, it, you know, and it, it also, it felt like a classic Bond villain to me. Because even when we go, you know, into later what he's really up to, it, you know, it, it got, Bond is campy. You know, these movies, they're supposed to be campy and, and not ordinary and stuff. I mean... Even though it worked for the previous ones, they definitely tampered with a lot of realistic ideas and stuff. So, you know, they brought that, you know, the terrorist groups and whatnot within the previous films. But, you know, this one, it got really campy and weird, which is what I love about Bond. You know, he, they, you know, they're always taking over the world and whatnot. So I thought, you know, them introducing Rami Malek's character and, and portraying that idea, you know, to bring it back, especially with this final run was perfect and i i loved every second of it. well that's a very glowing endorsement for me to be like ah he's all right that's pretty much where i landed though when, <laughs> when this happened i don't you gotta go I first next time <laughs> <laughs> i just don't know i don't i don't know what it was i think it was my expect i think my expectations were higher than what i was expecting with it maybe i don't know i don't know why why it disappointed me it didn't mm. disappoint me i thought it was still very good but I just think getting the way getting him introduced and making us have to care about him with the story that they had already kind of told it with Madeline and everything else. It was a hard, not a hard sell for me, but it was just like, all right, it's not a factor that I was having anticipate thinking about like coming into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and so I don't know. It just wasn't, it was, it was a surprise. Like, Everything, not, I mean, obviously it was a surprise. It just really wasn't what I was expecting from the villain, mm -hmm. I guess. So I think that's maybe more of what it was. But I think he did a good job of of being like another, of a, of a good antagonist to Bond. But it's just, I was, maybe, and I'm spoiled maybe just by Blofeld because I'm a big Blofeld fan too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got an incredible Blofeld moment in this movie too. And um that that spoiled me for the rest of it but yeah it was he was all right but it's that um not not my favorite not in the top um parts of why i enjoyed this movie i would say okay very fair i had him kind of as like a killmonger on a sleeping pill or something like that maybe kind of like <laughs> maybe it was the up. energy too he yeah. had risen up from like yeah. you know some family trauma and you know he kind of had like a weaponry you know you know obviously it's a little different in there he gets it from wakanda but yeah, very interesting. So I thought Rami Malek was good. Um, ultimately, I, I I think they did a good job of connecting all the characters. Ultimately, to make his yeah. role kind of more important uh, uh -huh. than, it needed, than he kind of did on his own. But hey, that's credit to the writers and everything. Yeah. So we are rolling along, uh, obviously, with our movie No Time to Die here, and then we're into the second act, and this is when shit starts to get a little bit crazy, but also at the same time 
like we discussed, this is when No Time to Die kind of comes into focus. It becomes all about Heracles, which was being created by the government, stolen by uh, Malik as uh, Lucifer. And this is when we're introduced to Lashana Lynch as originally an antagonist to Daniel Craig as the new 007 <laughs> for MI6. Because, Sally, I know you have some thoughts, so let's mm. unleash thoughts on Lynch, and the, the situation surrounding the role, and how you thought she performed. Spoiler-free until the second half of uh, this. Yes, this yes, yes. I will, I'll try and hold back my full thoughts until we get into spoiler. Um, I mean, again, make no res- mistake. I mean, I do think uh, she's great. You know, I, I do enjoy her as an actress. She, you know, I've seen her in a couple things. Obviously, you know, the big thing that she was in before this was Captain Marvel. And even though that was a little role, you know, like she she's great. I think it was great with what she was doing. Um, but, you know, I do understand there was a lot of, uh, you know, when you talk about the negative sides of this film and even the controversy before this was obviously introducing her as 007. Now, Obviously, James Bond retired, you know, so that number is, is you know, is it's up know, in the rafters. He's up in, oh, the, wait, in the rafters. But not so much. <laughs> but, you know, so it's again. MI6 basically gave away Ryan Miller's number, Casale. Yeah. You know, Ryan it, you Miller know, went it, off to go live in, you know, Monaco or wherever, but you know, M did no not respect. cope well. That's what I. That's what I got. I was like, M, he's not coping well with any yeah. of this. Yeah, well, absolutely. Bond, he needed Bond, and that's yeah, I think he was pissed. That's <laughs> he's a, being pissy. Yeah, you know, it, it's again, it, it's this is where I was starting to like wonder. Actually, wait, what's going on in this movie? Is this <laughs> is this getting you know? Because obviously, listen, and I'm not trying to be controversial here, and and all that stuff with what's going on in the world today, and and PC, and you could go on and on about all that stuff. I don't let that bother me when it comes to movies. I enjoy movies for movies. If the story works, then it works for me because that's all, you know, that's all I care about is rewatchability and just enjoying the stuff. You know, I want to enjoy it when I rewatch all the bonds and whatnot. So that was the big thing where it was like, okay, I get what they're doing, but like, this is also bond. Like there's a reason why when we, when you think of 007, you think of James Bond, you know, that's it. That's what we've, celebrated this is the 25th movie like i said before so that's a big deal not only for you know james bond but the fans the the legacy you know that's what it is that's what you think of so obviously that's a big like you know you get swiped on your ass you're like wait a second like what's going on here so i was once this came up i was very very worried i was like wait what what's going on here is this you know like i i get like this bond seems like it's it's a new different you know, thing they're doing with no time to die, but like this is what's going on here. Like, you know, this is where I'm starting to like tip over in my seat and really try and pay attention. <laughs> and even you could tell too, because like obviously James Bond, you know, what happens, you know, they kind of meet up together and you know, not together, but well, they meet and and Bond didn't even realize that she was a part of MI6. And you know, as she's, Bond thinks you know, he's about to get laid. He thinks he's got yeah. the license to get laid. Yeah, you know, because that's, that's what Bond does, right, you know? So I'll, I'll tell you what, and I'm not going to go along this because I'll, I'll wrap it up on her, but I loved her trash talk. I, mean, I think yeah. she was, she was really was good. good. I mean, Bond was Bond right. is kind of a more polite, you know, just throw in puns and stuff. And she threw in her pun. She got her mm-hmm. she got her pun in in a big way. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it in a But I, li- I liked kind of her more outset. And yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, she, you know, like, even when they first started, like, really getting together and realizing what was going on, like, the little quips and jabs that Bond always, like, said to her, you know, because obviously even Bond, I think Bond says it, too, at some point, he, you know, when, like, Lashana, like, was really trying to, like, prove herself, because at the end of the day, that's also what her character was trying to do, you know, she was trying to prove herself to realize not only to her, but, like, to everybody that she can, you know, hold this legacy which you know but and bond literally like told her like straight up like it's just a number like you gotta you know you you gotta you know be a better you know you gotta be a great engine agent and don't care about showing off you know just do it whatever way you can because obviously bond you know has a very uh you know uh non-traditional way of doing things within the film so again it was this is where it started to like teeter-totter for me but you know, it, it it got better. <laughs> you know, not to 
not to tease too much. Okay. Well, hey, guys, what did you think of uh, LaShawn's performance, uh, Micah? Yeah, I I understand your your concerns there for sure, Casali. Um, and that was a big. It was it, it was it was like this elephant in the room when you're thinking about the movie. You're like, well, what is yeah. gonna like what's gonna happen here? I thought it was fine though. I thought it was just like they it was it was an interesting B character to have and have follow her around and like proving herself and sizing herself up to James and everything else and. They needed they needed someone to fill that role. It, but in as we'll, I'm sure we'll get to coming up um, when we, later. Like it, it's it was just I don't know. It, it just it is just feels like the 007 is it did Ryan. You said Ryan Miller with the Raptors. That's making me laugh again. <laughs> <They> <laughs> but it is Ryan Miller's thing. number for sure. It's like it, it was just it made me so mad because I was just thinking about how petty Emma had to be to do that. Like he was oh, definitely sitting was there so pissed petty. off like. She could be 007, sure. Why not? And then mm-hmm. just like then like knew that the second he'd get pushed on it, like everybody was probably against him for it when he did it anyways. It was it just that that made me laugh that it was that's what it came down to. But um it was it was fine. She she did a good job in that. Um I think it was a good supporting role, but I was glad to see like how much involvement she had. Yeah. No doubt. So For now sure. we are going to transition to our spoiler section. We've talked about what the first act, the beginning of the second act, yeah. but now we'll get into the storyline. So to me, this really movie really yeah. kind of hits the, you know, and obviously the action is great from the beginning. I mean, I, I didn't even get to mention the great car and motorcycle scene. Oh on the my bridge. God. Oh my God. He dives yeah. behind the thing. It's amazing. It scene. Amazing. So scene. good. Pure bond. Uh, but with that said, we are getting into the spoilers on the spoilers of the movie No Time to Die, and I thought it really kind of kicked off with Blofeld or Blofeld getting uh, nano roboted by by oh. Bond. So there's kind of these mysteries to the movie. You're wondering what's going on with Madeline. You see, she's connected, obviously, uh, to Lucifer in the beginning. But then the twist of Blofeld being that he gave her the nano tech to for Bond. He knew that Bond was going to touch Blofeld somehow, come in contact mm-hmm. with him, and gets killed. So. What were your thoughts on this sequence? And, you know, going forward, what did you think of basically the end of the second act and heading into the third? You want to go first, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) This was my favorite scene of the movie by far. So, yes, I will go first. That was that interaction was everything that I was kind of hoping for to tie up with Blofeld. I think it was just two incredible actors just kind of flexing, flexing their muscle in that thing. Like, Christoph Waltz just looking crazy as ever, but also like the thing with his for Blofeld performance is probably why I was upset comparing him to Robbie Malik is he can he he is so good at seeming absolutely insane but absolutely in control of everything he does. Like there's no other villain or any character that I've never seen besides him be able to pull that off. Like it's my favorite thing, and the Blofeld actor and the, his performance with it was the same way in the other movies. And for this one, it was just nice to get that, get that interaction with Craig and yeah. And it, but it did help make Safin seem like a genius because they knew like James was going to do some stupid shit in there Like you can't, they knew he wasn't going to be able to help himself. The state he was in. You want to talk about dark Knight esque just like when the Joker got himself caught on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that is what it reminds Maybe And maybe that's why I, it's, it was, I liked it so much because of how reminiscent of that scene was and everything else. It's just a great, Absolutely. it was just two amazing actors flexing their muscle in that and a great way to send off Lofeld too. Yeah, no, I, you know, I mean, I think, you know, it definitely, it, it worked. I mean, even, you know, I, I again, it, there was so many elements that I think worked within this scene, you know, tying to even what we've seen in the beginning with, with what's going on with Madeline, you know, the, the betrayal, uh, you know, of Bond, because, you know, when they're on their, in, in the beginning of the movie, when they're on their honeymoon, you know, Spectre comes, you know, they find them out of nowhere and Bond is, you know, like, not even trusting her at the moment like i don't know how they found us like you know like how like what's going on are you a part of this obviously we kind of find out that she owes you know some things to uh to saffin to you know that she owes a little life debt because in the beginning of the movie 
you know, uh, Rami Malek's character saved her life when she yeah. was a little kid. So it's I, a, I think it's a that, convoluted life debt. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, he you know, like super yeah. convoluted. But life that, wouldn't that, Wookie, that wouldn't be a Wookiee life debt. That's for listen. Sure. That, yeah, that you know, like that. But that's also the campiness of Bond. But um, yeah. you know, so obviously that kind of you know went into you know what was going on with this scene because. You know, then we kind of saw when Bond was doing the CIA stuff when he met up with you know Lynch's character. Um, you know, it was pretty much the 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 nanotech that was introduced. You know, pretty much wiped out Spectre right in the beginning of the movie. You know, so that was just like an insane thing to see. And then obviously, you know, he was asked to. Well, he wanted to meet up with Bofeld to see you know what was going on because both they they had like a meeting. You know, at, at, at this at this warehouse where Bofeld somehow he was able to interact with people, yet he was locked up. So Bond yeah. wanted to go to MI6 and be like, "I don't care who you are. I don't care. M. I'm. I need to figure out what's going on because you know everybody died. Like, what's going on with Spectre? Like, they were after me, and now you know somebody's wiping them out from the inside. So he went to meet up with Bofeld, and and he was kind of you know. A ruse. I mean, he didn't expect to to wipe out, wipe them out. You know, like so that with this whole nanotech, which again, plot device, you could say, of course, you know, that's when it gets yeah. a little too like just again to get well, the ball well, you rolling. See why it was delayed? It was about it was about a you know spreading of a thing that can kill people. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, Once and they said that they were like, "You come and contact." Yeah, they're like, we anybody. Probably, yeah. I'm like, they're like, yeah, we should probably delay this till uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they really needed to social distance, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so, again, it, you know, whether it's speeding up to get things going or whatnot, I mean, the, the whole interaction between Bond and Bofeld, you know, it, it really was Batman and Joker. It was the greats that, you know, we've seen. And, and, you know, whether it's in every other movie or just a great, you know, because Christoph Waltz, he's, you know, he's a great actor, you know, and, and it, it was great seeing him back and, and getting to to know a little bit more because I feel like even Inspector like he was a little rushed a little bit, you know. But um, so you know, again, it was great and fun. But you know, it got the ball rolling. You know, even you know he again because even in that scene, Craig saw Madeline show up, and that's when you know like he started to detect like something was up. So you know, it was just again, it was a great scene, but you know, it was, it was shocking. I mean, this movie was definitely very unpredictable. I, you know, I did not see oh, a lot gosh. of it coming, you know, so, but you know, it was a cool scene. <laughs> oh my God. It had everything you would get in a bomb movie, twists, turns, betrayals, oh, absolutely. all that stuff. I, and then I, again, so this kind of kickstarted the third act to me, obviously you have bond mm-hmm. goes and tracks down Madeline. Uh, they realize that they're kind of being pursued there. I had some notes written down, um, do mosquitoes have friends was probably the funniest like line I've ever heard in a Bond movie. Uh, great question there. Um, and then the other thing I loved was Bond surfing his SUV through the water. That sequence was ridiculous. That, I I was I was doubting that water. Aquatic vehicle. I, I was he thinking was about impressive. Dennis Reynolds. Dennis Reynolds with his, uh, <laughs> his aquatic vehicle. But uh, yeah, incredible. So obviously this kicks. Uh, Blofeld gets uh, gets got. And that kind of kickstarts yeah. the third act with Ron, with uh, Lucifer trying to get Heracles and trying to get it out against the people. And the moment we've all been waiting for, 007 and Bond team up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, well, and, and not even to, to, uh, to undermine the fact that, you know, obviously, you know, they were, they still been kind of going, pickering, going back and forth, even, you know, when they went, but, um, you know, this is pretty much kind of what it leads to, you know, him, you know, getting his number back, which is, was the definitely redemption point, um, you know, uh, within the film, that's what I was sitting in the seat, like, okay, good, here we go. This is it. Cause, uh, you know, again, Daniel Craig, you know, this is his swan song. He needs to go out strong. So, um, you know, I mean, again, this is what you love about Bond, the action scenes, everything, you know, even, even from what happened before, I mean, what, what was going on with Madeline and, you know, he was introduced to, you know, uh, a kid that he, you know, he didn't know, you know, in what relation was. So it was like a lot of new things that we've never seen, but, you know, tied into the old stuff. And, and even, you know, are, are we even going like, are we going like right into the ending fight now or? 
Well, oh, hit the brakes there, Casale. I know you're trying to go quick. I got two great notes. I wrote that. I don't know. You guys ever watch 24? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, okay, but... well, Jack Bauer worked for CTU. Jack Bauer was kind of yeah. like the James Bond of, of, of 24. But Chloe O'Brien was his tech person on the inside yep. who would always, when Jack Bauer was, like, betraying the government and going, like, against the grain, would always be his person on the inside that was hooking him up. And that was basically what Bond made Q into, yes. I wrote. And, yeah, I'm... I mean, you said it best, Gazelle. We get to see Bond with a child. We get to see Daddy Bond here. He's fighting terrorists. <laughs> he's trying to save the world. But he can't. he still can't feed a child. <laughs> never change a diaper i don't i don't think yeah. he's pulling that off i never. do i'm I appreciate you giving the credit to q i think q was q was like six man of the year in this movie that 100%. man he would, came in and just came in put in his 12 minutes put up like four shots hit them all q was outstanding a typical great performance and you know what i'm gonna rush it let's get into the final sequence and it starts off <laughs> we got we got we don't have snakes on a plane we got bond and 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 uh and Lynch on a plane getting ready to drop in on uh, Lucifer. And that stealth plane sequence from first person view into it, amazing, incredible. It reminds you of exactly what a Bond movie is about. Tech you haven't seen in use and dominating. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, again, that's what everything you love about, you know, the, the tech, the cool gadgets and stuff. Because again, this is, this is the scene that I was kind of, that I was alluding to where, you know, right before they were about, you know, to to complete this mission, uh, to even start it, um, she contacted Q and was like, you know what, hold up, Bond needs to have the 007 title back. I that was that was a, definitely a hoorah for me because you know James Bond is 007. This is, you know, this is what we've all been waiting for. So for them to even lead, you know, then they lead into this, the final battle. You know, this, I mean, yeah, it gets a little Doctor Evilly type, you know. Uh, you know, like dangerous but, but person Dr. in the Evil world. Came from Bond. But yeah, he, like, he was based off of, off of Bofeld, you know. Yeah. So you know that this is where it got you know great. You know this is this is what it is the end of the world type stuff and and to to his lair to see what was going on, you know, and it was just so much fun. The act again, so much awesome fun action scenes. So much you know back and forth you know even the, them two like now finally like really teaming up together and stuff you know it's just just so much fun this is uh the bond action scenes were like if you put captain him in a captain america suit and that would people would be like calling them the greatest fighting scenes in cinematic right. history right. Like oh, that, yeah. that's fairly that's what they remind that's what i was thinking watching it through um, I loved the fact that it was like at some World War II base in between Russia and Japan. Like it was just, it was so perfect. Like you, you put it perfectly because that was like the perfect, like campy bond, like end of the world villain. Like he's got to go and just see all this like chaos that's happening. Like it, I was sitting there just waiting and just as it's enveloping, you're like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Like this dude shows up in this movie and he's been pulling this shit off for all this time and it was just it was a perfect it was a perfect like well because what were they doing too they were putting the nanotech in the water supply right yeah they were like or something like that and they were like farming it and there were all the people that it was chaotic it was yeah i love how the people farming it just had like no idea and they just like and they see one guy like touch it and die and they're like oh shit yeah they fucking lose their shit (laughs) like nobody accidentally like had their thing rip open like before ever but yes, no, no you're you guys said it perfectly because you're right. It was so campy, so Doctor. The only thing, the only thing that Lucifer was missing was a volcano with his with his face on it for sure. No <laughs> doubt about it. Um, love the sequences. There was that one sequence that was about two minutes of just one shot, no cutaways as he was. Oh yeah. He got hit with the grenade into the thing, so you're getting kind of mm-hmm. the, the post of that. An awesome scene. Um, How do we feel about the scientists? We haven't talked about the Russian. I felt scientists like he ever. was a little too he was wonky. Like, he was he seemed, way too wonky, right? Like he, he, he was just yeah. like too many jokes. He seemed like someone that was on set, and they're like, "We need a Russian scientist." Yeah, we just like, like, like have like, him. 
Like, and that was it. He was not like an Academy actor or anything. Like, no, so he all. seemed a little over the top, but it didn't bother me because once no. I was a scientist, I just knew he was like a nothing. Like, I knew that was his role. Once in a while, when you have these stories, you need somebody like that to kind of give throwaway lines. But like, he wasn't like a lead. He was just kind of like there, you know, he was the kind of kind of progress the story. I mean, yeah, you know, but kind of like progress the story because like even even in the beginning, like wasn't he betraying like. Like his his friends working at the lab, right? Like that's how we were introduced to him. So well, in you all know, fairness, they fucked with his tomato soup. Well, that's true. Yeah. They were being yeah. dicks, though. They were yeah. really being dicks. Like I thought they totally deserved that. When they had <laughs> but yes, uh, absolutely. So we get that great action sequence, and for better or worse, the last action sequence of Daniel Craig as Bond. So this kind of puts a bow on his, you know, on his legacy. You know, it was a great action sequence. Great. You know, I love the way the movie ended for sure. A lot of people have a lot of different opinions. And we can get into it. Spoilers, obviously. I thought that Craig humanized Bond. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. it reminds me of when the Beauty and the Beast live action movie came out. And the new, like, and Gaston from 1970 <laughs> or whatever didn't really make sense in the modern day. So they kind of just made him a PTSD creeper. It was a great yeah. modern day iteration on this guy who was cool. This guy who's been through a lot of trauma and stress and this guy who can literally maintain his cool and literally maintain his composure under any situation. I loved Daniel Craig as Bond. Absolutely. I think, yeah, he, you know, everything he said right there, maniac and, and, and then some, cause I think he brought the realism to this character, you know, like he brought something different that, you know, Pierce Brosnan, Roger Moore, Sean Connery, all of them, you know, like, you know, I think that's, what's cool about, you know, this series, this franchise is that, you know, yeah, they we get new bonds left and right, but like they bring something different to the table. They keep it fresh. They keep it going. And I thought what was cool about this, you know, this rebooted timeline, what have you, you know, because this I mean, Casino Royale started from showing his first mission, you know, all the way to this. So, you know, I thought what he brought to his outing, I thought was just important and special. And you know, once, once in a lifetime. I mean, and it's an ode to Daniel Craig too, because he had, again, he had a tough time trying to stick it in. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Quantum of Solace really screwed him up because that movie was filmed with no script. That was in the, in, in the middle of the, of the writers. That was pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, it was (laughs) in the middle. I think everything Craig did was, it was amazing. It was all-star. Absolutely. But you know, because then after that, so forgettable, so bad. Yeah, you know, because that was in the middle of the writer's strike. They had no script while making that movie, and he had a really tough time. Tough. You know, but then again, after that, he did Skyfall. You know, so it's just, it's just, you know, he really brought everything and more to this character. You know, whether it was, I, I think he was, you know, I don't think he's the oldest Bond, but like he's up there. You know, yeah. so you know, it just. Again, his portrayal is great, and he brought something new and different to it. I mean, his fighting scenes that he had within this film, the action, he was swinging from a rope off a bridge, you know? So it was just it was just so great to see him. And, and Daniel Craig is such a wonderful actor as well. So, I, you know, I it really is. He is really up there with one of my favorites, if not my favorite. I have to still go with Pierce Brosnan because that's what I grew up with watching. You know, those were the Bonds, the first Bonds that I watched. Um, but again, it, you know, he really is James Bond in this. And and even to see him go out with becoming 007 again, having that moment, like, you know, feel earned, you know, like, because that's what you think of James Bond, 007. And now when people yes. look at James Bond, they'll think James Bond, Daniel Craig, you know, like that's what's what's going to come from this, you know, saga that he portrayed with the last five films, which I think is really special and important. You know, it, it just was really great to see him, you know, portray this character. I don't think I can say that better than you just did, you Sally. <laughs> okay. I touched well, on I it. That he's I, I touched on a little bit that he's been he was my favorite Bond, and you kind of just put that nice little bow on that. I think he's the best, the best representation. A we've chef's gotten. kiss. Much. It is a beautiful. This movie was a great chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. thing that that Daniel Craig offered as Bond. And going forward with the way that we've kind of talked about it in this too, that it was a through line and everything and whatever's going to happen with the next Bond, whatever the iteration is, if they're going to be telling stories like this, 
I mean, you can give and and getting a super talented actor that they are going to probably be able to pull out. Like, who doesn't want to go make this movie and make well, hundreds yeah, of millions so of dollars for four basically, movies too? If you if you don't suck as Bond, you're going to make a quarter billion dollars. Exactly. So, yeah. And so there's going to be a lot of people throwing their hat in that ring, and a lot of directors that are going to great director. Like we're seeing, we're seeing critically acclaimed directors take on the MCU take on mm-hmm. Batman, take on all these things. They're going to be doing it with Bond, too. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, so well, it's well, going to be cool to see. But how that's the thing. So d- you guys definitely see this as, you know, the last one in this, you know, sort of semi-franchise, you know, at least these five films. Yeah, because I think they're changing their model. I think that they're they're realizing that you can use a character and give him another iteration and people will still come to see those movies. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Batman and Spider-Man have really shown that you can get yeah, that Yeah, that you could you could reboot it even if it is a couple years. I mean, who knows, you know, how long we're going to get with another this movie made a ton of money even, you know, <laughs> so due to many. pandemic standards, you know, so that we, we're taking an accountability now. So I definitely see that coming. But I mean, that's, you know, I think that's also the main question of what's going on, because I mean, you know, his character, you know, I mean, I could say it now, right? His character, not only just it's a swan song, but, you know, he he does die, you know, there's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like animate like you're not guessing whether he's yeah it's not really a lot you could ask either yeah well and (laughs) but i think that's what's also interesting about this film is that this is you know the first time we see that happen in that character and you know again spoiler alert if i just you know dropped a big one but this movie's been out for a week and that's what everybody's talking about we we had and i'll I'll pull back the curtain on this we had a discussion on the spoilers and we just said let's not talk about bond dying in the first five or ten minutes if you listen to a 50 minute review i get if you saw the first five ten minutes and we covered whether you should see it or not you listen to this whole thing you absolutely deserve to get you're a crazy yeah but that's good i mean because that's the thing that's what i you know to take away from this film too i think worked and again worked with his five film structure is we saw an ending to his character we saw a beginning in casino royale and we saw the end where you know he died yes his death was a little too you know right on the money you know because he got apparently he he had the uh nanobites inflict him and mm-hmm. what uh Safin was doing you know um was he Safin. got so he got the uh dna from madeline and his daughter you know so he pretty much right before uh you know uh Safin, uh you know bites it he pretty much said to bond like hey by the way uh, you're in, you're infected with nanobites and you can't hug your children or your your child or your wife again or well you know Madeline again yeah and so and then he's like all right bye and that was it so <laughs> you know let me tell you something that you know again you know Bond is campy like we said thousands of times before and that you know I mean as far as plot devices go that that's really on the nose like okay so to see him really but then again I think that also kind of overshadowed what he. I mean, you know, he's the man for the job. Yeah. He took one for the team. He was like, you know what? There is no way that I'm able to get out of this, but I need to blow up, you know, this compound to make sure that everybody is safe. You know, because, again, you know, it gets down to the final wire, you know, like the, the timer's coming down like every movie cliche goes, you know, is, it, is Bond really going to take his life to save the world? And that's what he did. And I think that's what worked, you know, within the context of this movie, you know. So uh, I have a question for you, Casale, because my dad was very adamant about this talking post movie. He's been he's grew up with Bond. Like he probably he's seen every movie like as it's been coming out. He's born in 1970. So whenever he could start watching Bond movies, he's been watching whatever. And he thought I think we came to the conclusion that it's evidently there's going to be more like it's we're getting it's just too much money to not be made. Everything It's inevitable. He thought that this would be the perfect swan song for Bond. It's 25. The way that that movie kind of ended as a character. Would you be, as a Bond fan, satisfied if this was just like, they were just like, all right, we're, we're good. We've made all our money. Like, this character went out perfectly. Would that be okay with you? Would this movie do enough that way? I, I mean, again, yeah. I mean, I, I liked Craig's. I, I, I love this rendition. I thought it worked for what they were trying to do. 
Um, you know, and for it to go out the way that it did, I think it ended, you know, perfect. It was a nice icing on the cake, especially for his betrayal. Now to yeah. see what's going to happen next. Obviously, we live in a world where this is making money. Franchises can never die. You know, I'm going to see the 15th Halloween movie on Saturday. You know, Way so more that's, ridiculous than that's... the 15th Halloween movie is the fact that the fourth Matrix is coming out. Oh, absolutely. That movie yeah, had, that, absolutely. That had, the Matrix had a perfect ending, and the third Matrix absolutely had an ending that should not be rebooted from. So yeah, absolutely. The first Matrix is a perfect movie in my eyes. And, and to see that, I don't know how I feel. But, um, you know, so obviously, yes, you know, that's that's the kind of, that's that's the devil's advocate that, you know, everybody's thinking about. Um, now, I could definitely see a lot of things. Again, you know, I'm not going to not, go see a bond movie you know it That's, you know yeah, exactly. i think what they should do is they should go back to it being you know like the old ones and and campy and fun and 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 do something like along those lines or you know i think what would be an interesting thing now obviously we got a lot of characters within this film um now i don't see them you know like all of a sudden being like all right james bond is dead now we're going to, you know, give someone else in this franchise continuity the 007 name. Uh, you know, like we're going to give it back to Lasana Lynch's character. I don't see that happening at all because not only, you know, I, I think if they continued with this franchise, because look, let's face it, that's what the movies do. You know, we get spinoffs and everything like that. The Fast and Furious, we get Hobbs and Shaw, you know, like we get, you know, if they come out with the 007 saga presents, you know, even though, yeah, that'll be kind of like a yawn yeah, at that point. Yeah. But I wouldn't be I, surprised because that's what happens nowadays with these. Yeah. You know, you, that's what happens. But I think if they did decide to, you know, roll with this continuity still, even though they shouldn't, <laughs> um, I would. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they do spinoff movies or TV shows or what have you, you know, definitely continue that. But let Bond and 007 stay dead. Let that, you know, let it live yeah. on with Daniel Craig's identity, and that's it. That's it. 007 is gone, you know, and, and just trying something new. However, you know, if Bond ever does come back, you know, I wouldn't mind another reboot, remake, or just even something fun, you know, a one-off or whatnot. Yeah. You know, there's everybody's in contention. The producers of this film has stated you know, on on online and on the news articles that they they're not going to start talks about what's next. I think within the next years, two right. years, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, again, that's what Hollywood. Go that's what Hollywood is. You know, it's inevitable what happened. But you know, if they're going to do it, do a reboot, do something. You know, do something different, but still keep James Bond 007. That's yeah. all that I ask. That's all. Take my money. I'll go support it, whatever or not. Because I love this movie. I had so much fun with it with the past, you know, couple movies. I I, I always have fun seeing a Bond movie. That's what I grew up watching yeah. as a kid. I got the 25 collection right behind me, you know? <laughs> so it's, you know, it's always fun. But James Bond is 007. If you want to continue this continuity, go for it. Just not James Bond. Yeah. I think they hedged their bet. I think that's ultimately what how I felt about her presentation is 007 as they were hedging it and maybe that's yeah. what they were thinking they're like, we're like oh, you see you see what we're doing yeah. like huh yeah. oh wait yeah so yeah, and again and that's, that's what, what i also oh, loved yeah. about this too and, you know that's what no well i'm <laughs> i keep interrupting but that's what i loved about the film too is that yeah they were hedging on it like see 007 yeah. we're calling a woman 007 again nothing wrong i'm not being sexist or anything you know that's that's how it is but James Bond is 007. He's a guy that's that's how yeah. it goes. You know, so I'm happy. And again, that, that made the whole movie for me when all of a sudden he got it back because that was a nice way out for him, especially because moment, for sure. that was a great moment. You know, it was one I, of those superhero moments that you just love. So I liked it, but I would have liked a little bit more time with her, like respecting him before she gave it back. Yeah. Like, I just feel There's like no just, time. I no understand and we're running out of no time to die here. Thank you for tuning in on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, the whole kit and caboodle. Make sure you go to picassospizza.net to get the best deals on the best pizza in Western New York. But after much ado, after much suspense. Oh, and by the way, I have to make one last oh, note sure. here. A movie where the character is an old man washed up in the beginning, 
The sat the middle part is caught with him coping with the new world and the cast and the villains he has to face. And then in the third act, gears up, ultimately saves the day in a huge explosion. We were talking about the Dark Knight, but that matches as, the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. a thousand percent. And you were, when we were talking about the Russian scientists earlier, that was the movie 100%. that popped in my head too. Dark Knight 100%. Rises. Yeah, that's true. But hey, it is if time. James Bond's you go come on I, I, I give you I was just gonna say if James Bond's gonna be Batman from now on if that's what we're gonna get like I will take that I'll take Batman as James Bond James Bond as Batman whatever like those two I think are two tentpole characters that you can just run forever and ever and they'll be enjoyable no matter yeah. what so that's the crossover we need James Bond and Batman but without it's further ado it is time for our what's train wreck watching five star rating for no time to die, we base this on five factors. So before ever we watch every movie here on What's Train Are Watching, we are going to get together and decide the five factors that would make this movie what it needs to be now for a Bond movie. That's a little bit different. Might be a little different than a Marvel movie. Might be a little different than a uh, you know a Star Wars movie. Anything like that. For this No Time to Die film, this Bond uh, you know edition, we rate it based on the action, the cinematography. The villain, the storyline as a whole, and the bond factor, quote unquote. Now we were talking about what goes into a bond factor. Uh, you know, I would say things like exploding someone's eye using your watch. Uh, that's, that's a, a bond one. move. Uh, diving, yeah. you know, out of the way of the car. That's a good move um, for sure. So I loved those bond moves. Um, with that said, I am ready to go on my on my five star rating. Did you gentlemen want to go first? No, you go first, Maniac. Okay, so you here's how I'm doing it. Leader. We, can all, we can all do it our own way. This is how I chose to do it. I'm going to break it down by quarters of a star for each. And if yep. I felt like it wasn't a full quarter, I rounded down. So if something was like 40%, I rounded it down to 25% for the star. So here's how okay. I broke it down for this. For the action, I give the movie a full star. Yep. I think it did its job. I think it got it done. For the cinematography, whether it was the awesome overarching shots, whether it was the stealth plane, whether it was the fight sequence, I give that a full star as well. So we're two for two on the stars for our watch on my system. Cinematography, or no, I'm sorry, I already did cinematography. Villain, Malik, I give him a 60%. So that falls down to a half star. So he only got a half star for the villain. Malik could have been a little bit better, I thought. I think we all kind yeah. of agreed on that. Uh, Storyline. I give a 0.75 only because, like we agree, it was a little bit all over in the place in the beginning trying to solve things. Um, I would have liked if maybe you could have even done the opening scene being the Spectre party. Show me Ana de Armas yeah. and Bond infiltrating the party, and then it flips on him 15, 20 minutes in, and he's wondering what the hell happened. He's got to go visit Walt, and that's only an hour in instead of an hour and a half or two hours. So that was my only complaint there. Bond factor, one. He got it done. The Bond factor got it done. So... <laughs> With that said, 4.25 out of five stars for me for No Time to Die. Wow. Mm. Wow. Uh, okay, ahead, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, okay, so uh, I love your points, Maniac. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Uh, for me, um, I would say action. Uh, I mean, there was so much that I enjoyed, uh, you know, the, the car chases, him hopping around, mm. everything. So I think that is definitely a full star for me. I think that alone is definitely what a lot of people should be talking about because, you know, it, it was just great to see, you know, the way, you know, that it was done and shot as far as the cinematography. This The cinematographer also, a little segue, uh, was Linus Sangreen. He's a Swedish Atta cinematographer, boy. but he also did uh, a great film that I love um uh first man he did a lot of uh damien chazelle oh. uh movies and first man is a beautifully shot film he also yeah. did la la land american hustle stuff like that so i think oh. that worked for this film that it brought something different but you know it knew because to me also the way that this was shot it didn't really feel like the old bonds it felt like something no. new but it still fit into what was going on and and having the one shots and all that stuff i i am a huge sucker for one shot film so so, you know, all the way. So that is definitely a full star right there. Um, so as far as the villain goes, um, you know, yeah, 
I do love the campiness and stuff like that. I don't think Rami was up there for, you know, as what we've gotten in the past. He reminds me of like, you know, like the Brosnan films where, you know, they're fun villains, but like, you know, they're, they're not all that, you know, in a bag of chips. They're not like the classics that we've grown up with. So I would say that is more of a half for me. Uh, again, I still enjoyed his portrayal. I think Rami Malek is a great, you know, he's an Oscar winner right here. So, um, you know, it, 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 I definitely uh, enjoyed that. Um, the storyline, I'm going to also give that a half just because there was some things in here that felt, you know, a lot, uh, very plot devicey, uh, things that, you know, kind of just was there just to, you know, service the story and whatnot. However, I still think this was a great ending for Daniel Craig's Bond and and to roll along. I, I, I really did, even though it did feel kind of like, okay, here we go. We're just rushing through just to wrap this up. I, I think that still kind of did work for me and it was fun to, you know, bring something new to the table. But, you know, it definitely wasn't the best. It wasn't like Casino Royale Skyfall type, you know, writing. So I think that, but as far as the Bond factor goes, that is a full star right there because I think Daniel Craig is James Bond. He is perfect. He was great in this film. He did everything and more, you know, he was, he just, he brought it. He was still the ladies man, the gadget, everything just worked. Not only with Bond, I mean, you know, everything you get with Bond, M, you know, Ray Fiennes' M was yeah. great, you know, and and Q and, and everything like that was just, it's just, that's what you love about the Bond movies to see. So, um, you know, I think that, that was, so what did, I gave, uh, what, four and a half, three and a half? I think it was a four. I don't know what I get, but <laughs> I think four, you gave. I think it's a four. Then four. So, yeah. so four, four out of five stars for sure. Um, yeah, I can't count. So that run, you know, run through it real quick because we for your first. It one, was a one to be official. You got a one Wait, for the action, a one for the bond factor, one for the cinematography, right? And, and point five for both villain and story. Okay, yeah. Okay. So you have four. Okay. okay. So that's four out of five. Official Casale review here. That's not what the people tune in for. <laughs> I, listen, I, I, we're we're rolling with this. This is the it. first time we're doing this. Okay, <laughs> give me some credit. I agree. So uh, I love it. All right, I'm going. I'm going point seven five with action, just because I wish was hoping for a better. The the dramatics of the final scene was more him like realizing that he wasn't gonna get you realizing he wasn't getting off the island is not as much the fight with Sappet and everything. Yes. So that's mm -hmm. the only knock I'll give on the action. And also you guys gave it ones and we were pretty similar throughout the rest of the way. So I feel like I had to adjust here a little bit, but I do think, I do think after you make you guys make the points, what was lacking was a little bit of that action in place of the drama. That's okay. Works out, but it has to go out here. Cinematography is a one that was beautifully shot. I mean, I loved, I like the tracking shot, just everything. The way that that first car chase scene too is what is what really carried the action. I almost gave it a one just for that because you can sign me up for a good car chase in any action movie. I, that's all I really ever want. Not a, not as big of a Fast and Furious fan, weirdly enough, but just in a regular action movie, Electric. This is great, great car chase scene. Um, villain, I'm giving 0.5 to Safin, but I'm giving 0.25 for Blofeld in his performance. So that we're going to totally total fair. it up with a totally 0.75. Okay. Yeah. Um, Storyline, I'm going with 0.75 as well. I just think it was moving at a breakneck speed there for a little bit, and uh, that's just trying to do a little too much maybe in the beginning, but they figured it out and it came around well. And I mean, guys, we've said this is Craig's the best bond. Number one bond factor. I'm not breaking my scale. Like Dave Meltzer will never go over five, never go over one on these ratings. So no like extra bond factor. He gets the one. So I think with 4.25, I got there you. we go. There we go. So that we matched, we name. pushed, we were at a 4.25. We so our first unofficial rating all together, hold on. Survey says four point four point one six. Repeating for iconic song, iconic movie. You absolutely got to go see it, and I absolutely. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a Bond film. I absolutely got to thank our cast here, our ensemble, Casali Files and Micah Man. Make sure you're tuning into What's Trainwreck watching. Every way possible, Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, them. Spotify, IG, Apple Podcasts, MySpeak Music, all and Just above. Just put them all out at once, all Seriously. at the same time. 
Yes. yes. If you're really a dedicated listener, you're like, and if you're a dedicated listener, you would go and order Picasso's pizza because it's the perfect way to spend any day. Right and let's face it, if you spend one of your nights this weekend going to see No Time to Die, boys, I think you're guaranteed to have a good night. night. Now. Now.